LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. You all spend a little bit of time, Val, Lilith, Bondog, traversing the city. Almost all of Golden Hour is spent traveling throughout and trying to find Caius. You go to the guard barracks, um, trying to stay towards the darker portions of the streets so that you don't get noticed. Um, however, as you go around, most of the Vero that you find, Val, are, are the same guards and criers, although they seem to die down once the night hits, right? He's not at the guard barracks. You go in your secret entrance, you knock, nothing happens. Um, however, you eventually, looking around the city, walking for a long time, find yourself in a market the circular market towards the west of Ebonvale. And as you are doing so, you see a coffee stand. Uh, And you see uh, manning this coffee stand is a hobgoblin with reddish-gray skin, and uh, she has long black hair pulled into a bun, and she has very kind yellow eyes with deep smile lines. Um, She has an apron on it with large font on the front that says, Glorious Brew, um, except for Glorious Brew is Glorious is misspelled. Um, it's obvious that her name is Gloria, and then Oos is tacked onto the end, <laughs> right? So it's Gloria Oos Brew, right? Um, and it says Glorious Brew, Ebonvale's finest coffee, established 162 T5A. Um, you see that this coffee shop, at this coffee shop, this man is just standing there ordering something from them. Uh, You see this drow elven man. His dark purple gray skin contrasts starkly with his maroon cloak. Um, Dark green leather armor crosses his body and two sturdy rectangular pouches, very similar to Val's card pouches, are on his hips. He has kind velvet eyes that look like they've seen way too much. Um, And he walks with a slow gait taking in what he can, but it's very obvious it takes almost all of his energy just to exist. Um, This woman, Gloria, who stands at this stand, she asks Caius, well, how, how you doing? And he just says, you know, just one day after another. She hands him a coffee and he takes it with him and he just says back to her, hmm, Have a good one, Gloria. And he slowly starts walking away. As he starts walking, I'm going to use telekinesis. I'm going to throw a card and make him spill his coffee. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I want, really quick, everybody roll me a perception check. I'm going to keep that in stasis, and I want to give some context to the people who are at the actual stand real quick. Okay. So, like, you can gain some knowledge. Yeah, yeah, Because I have, like, a specific interaction, and as he's, like, maybe about, like, you know, 40 feet away, then you throw your card. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. Let's hold that in stasis. So, everybody roll me perception. But I'm very in love with doing that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 22 for Val. 
Very nice. 19. Bandag. 13. Yeah. Okay, Bandag and uh, and Val, you are able to kind of get close enough to hear a conversation that happens between Gloria and the patron who was waiting in line behind her. Um, Lilith, you are so taken aback <laughs> by all the people. There are people so selling, coffee. selling things here. There's coffee. What the hell is coffee? What does that mean? Uh, all of these things here are brand new to you, and uh, you're just exploring with your eyeballs, and uh, as you do so, um, you know, uh, you see uh, a human, um, Val and Bandag, you see a human with red hair curled into a poof. Uh, they they walk up uh, to Gloria and they say, what's got him so smoldered? And Gloria says, well, as he says it, his son died about two months ago, murdered. He can't find it in himself to do much more than pick himself up and walk the streets. And Millie says back, as he tells it, Gloria says back, well, it wasn't really his son, more of an adopted son, but he can't really say much context about it or he might seem biased. And and you can't be biased as the captain of the guard. I've heard that he was killed by the Vero. Can you believe that? They come in here with a dragon and buy up all the land and kill the captain of the guard's adopted son? Poor thing. Um, this other red-haired woman says back, the captain of the guard. With that kind of attitude and disposition, he may not be fit to be the guard captain anymore. I mean, I understand that he's hurt. I can't imagine losing a child, but are we really safe with him being so mopey and inattentive? Uh, Gloria, obviously, the expression changes on her face, and Gloria just says, you must, you've been listening to those Varroan criers too much, girl. You must be either new in town or dense as that's my competitor's coffee cakes because Kaya's fate is the best thing there is, and he's earned this hurt. And this other woman just says, like, very taken aback, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to get offended. I obviously don't understand what's going on. <laughs> uh, obviously, Gloria is super frustrated, and then she, like, breathes in real quick, opens up her eyes again and smiles, and she says, oh, it's all right, darling. I, I shouldn't have shot off at the cuff so quick. It's just, with all the change around here, I'm keen on trying to defend the people we've had that have been here before it all. Those are the ones that are here because they love this city, not because they see it as a prize to be won. And they finish up their interaction. Gloria hands this woman a cup of coffee. This woman hands Gloria her money. Gloria smiles until this woman turns around and then she drops it again and then starts helping the next customer, obviously perturbed by the interaction. Uh, at that moment, Caius gets a card. <laughs> thrown under his feet. Uh, Caius is actually carrying this large backpack on his back right now um, that has a lot of stuff in it uh, over over the, the cloak that he has. Uh, but as he is uh, walking down the street, you see that uh, this card slips under his foot. Roll me an attack roll on Caius. An attack roll? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a nat one. Oh, God. You throw a card, and it just, like, he's stepping up, and you throw the card down under his foot, and it goes directly underneath Damn and it. he just sees it slide in front of him and as it does so the force of the card is so like so strong that it clips one of the stones and it flies up and it smacks another person manning another stall in the face and it just goes <laughs> and this person is a dragonborn and they are like showing some like jewels and things like that to this this patron it looks like some sort of jeweler or or, or, or something of the sort uh, and and they just get smacked in the face and they go ah 
what is happening? <laughs> uh, it's this white dragonborn. And Caius just like has his cup of coffee and he just looks around at, at that dragonborn. And he just keeps walking. He doesn't turn around. He looks around. It. This isn't how Caius normally interacts yeah. with things. You would see him like very much look around, try and discern what's going on, and then keep going. However, he looks around for like half of a second, his shoulders slump, and he starts walking. Away. I'm just going to gently use telekinesis to put a card in front of his face to try to get him to stop. What card is it? Um, It is the, oh shoot, what was it? The Jack of Diamonds? Is that what I used on Villavar? Mm-hmm. You take the, this card and you just flick flick it out of your of your deck and it slowly rotates around and hovering in front of Caius this card just stops in midair he stands there for a moment and his head bumps into the card as obviously he was looking down and he backs up for a moment feeling the resistance and he looks at it And this cup of coffee drops from his hand and it splatters along the entirety of the ground. He takes these this backpack and he drops it off of his back and you hear this <laughs> clanging as it hits the ground. He pulls up one of the, the wooden boxes and pulls a deck out of it. And as he does so, you see all of these cards just splay in this large shuffled formation. His cloak billows backwards as he, as he is using this, this magical force to extend all of these cards outwards. They start rotating around his body as his arms outwardly press and he turns around in this very obvious battle stance as he starts to look look at whoever could have possibly put this this uh this defiance of his heart in front of him i'm gonna step forward and gently put my finger to my mouth in like a quiet stance and i'm gonna give him a little wave and a wink and kind of point to an alleyway as you do so like all the people in this in this this market have turned towards him. Seeing the captain of the guard get into a battle stance is not something you see every day, especially not one who has been rocked with what he's been rocked with, right? He turns around and he looks at you for half of a second. And then you see this like look of recognition on his eyes. Every single card that he just pushed out falls to the ground, fluttering, all of them different distances and trajectories coming down around him and he just you see his knees start to get weak as he just tries to keep his his composure and he just falls to his knees and he looks at the ground and he starts picking up his cards one by one I'm going to knock something over at a stall as loudly as I can. Okay, you go over to a stall, uh, and these stalls are uh, just really, really quickly. Uh, these stalls are, uh, you know, they're wood. They're not incredibly large, but you walk over to one, and it's like maybe like five foot ten tall, right? You walk over to one, and you just grab your hand, and you just shove the whole thing forward, and it just goes 
and falls onto the ground. And you just look down at it, and this the, the wood has started to splinter and crack and like fall off of, uh, of this cart or, or going, this, this stall. I'm going to start apologizing profusely to the proprietor. Yes, it looks like this. <laughs> it looks like this was some sort of wood carver, and they just go, "Oh no!" And they're a small, like a small gnome man with this graying hair, uh, and he just goes, "Oh God! Oh no! All of my stuff!" Ah! I'm and so sorry. It's my fault. Oh, I'm so sorry. I will take care of it. Okay. Uh, um, um, everyone, everyone, my fault. That was my fault. Uh, I'll take care of it. <laughs> and you, you start helping pick this up again. And he just look, goes around. And he's like, oh, um, yeah, of course. Uh, okay. And he looks up at you and he's like, obviously very like, he's small and you're six foot tall. So he's trying to like keep a metered expression and he just does what he can to move forward. With that oh, yeah, go ahead. wonderful distraction, Val rushes to Caius and helps him start picking up cards. Okay, you run in and you start picking up these cards and picking up the backpack. And as you do so, Caius just, you see as you pick up these cards and you offer them to him, his hands clasp around you. And he says to you, I I knew I wasn't seeing things. Finger to the mouth. And he continues to pick up his cards. The deep, dark depths in a podcast studio located in the heart of Cedar Rapids. There were two nerds sitting in a room, sweating profusely, talking about video games. And they were... Me, Craig Johnson. And me, Jackson Parker. And we are so excited to welcome you to our brand new video game podcast, Gaming to the Generations. Locally produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, every other Thursday we'll take one game and deep dive into the past, present, and future of that IP. We'll also play fun minigames on the show and fight to the death for our very lives. What now? And fight to the death for our very lives. Fight fight like the, the death, 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 death? Like a... Like a real... Like a very real... That was actually... That was Logan's one stipulation. It had to be real, visceral, physical death. Huh. Gaming through the generations! New episodes every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. To support our show and creators just like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Is that it? That's it. I'm getting a nod. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Should we go play Smash? I want to go play Smash. Yeah, 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 let's go play Smash. Let's go play Smash. <laughs> L-A-S. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hey, I'm Sarah Van Cleave, a biracial single mom adoptee raised by an all-white family. And I'm Caleb Scales, a proud gay man, restaurant savant, who will make the best flipping margarita you've ever had. And this is Othered, a podcast for those who feel different. Each episode, we'll be having conversations about racism, homophobia, holistic health, drinking, sex, drugs, yoga, 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 yoga. 
yogurt. <laughs> this podcast comes out every Thursday for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want bonus episodes, ad-free listening, discounts at our live events, and exclusive access to merch, then subscribe to LAS Plus. Go to LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus to get started. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Sarah. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Caleb. Oh my God, I love that for us. I feel like I'm trying too hard now. You are, but I like it. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Caleb. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. L-A-S. Val. Lilith. Bandag. You've been walking back to the Stepping Stones for a couple minutes now. It takes about ten minutes to get from that that place where you found Caius uh, and caused a large scene, Bandag, uh, to get back to the Stepping Stones. You decided to move back to that place as you had already reserved rooms, so you might as well use them, right? You take some time and keep walking back. Caius picked up all of his things, this huge backpack, um, and he started walking with you in this state of, like, almost utter disbelief. Um, he went back and grabbed another cup of coffee from Gloria before they left, or before you all left, uh, and, and he's been walking with you the entire time, sipping it. You can see these dark circles underneath his eyes, like he hasn't slept forever, and as he's walking with you all, you're leading him there, trying not to create this scene of of talking or making any any motions of of, of acknowledgement or or deep lost connection. Um, but Caius cannot take his eyes off of Val. He is a, a man walking in disbelief and confusion and he's boiling over this sorrow into some sort of interaction of confusion, right? And as you take him back to the stepping stones and walk um, up the stairs, you take him into one of the rooms. You sit. He's, he just sits on the bed. He looks like he's very obviously, like, just ready to rest whatever weight he's been holding on his soul for a little while. He sits on that bed. He drops the backpack to the ground. He chugs this coffee. He puts it down by his side. He just looks up at you, Val. And close all the windows. He just <laughs> starts sobbing. He sits there, and he's just... Tears rain from his face, and he just... I was so... I don't understand where you went. How did you do what you did? Oh, I'm I'm very dead, just for the record. Right, Lilith, he, very dead? Can confirm. He very, stands very up dead. and he walks over to you and he puts his hand on your face and he clasps your shoulder and he, he feels around and he sees your bandana down over your face and he lifts your I, bandana up. Don't. You won't like it. And he, he does it anyways. And he lifts it up and he just says, more tears streaming in from his face and he just says what did they do to you <sighs> okay um 
So, went to Varro's ceremony to be in, indicted to the Varro. Um, was a trap. Shadow's boss, Vintner, came in, uh, kidnapped her, turned off, I guess, Shadow. Orion and I fought back. Is Orion here? I haven't seen Orion in, in, in since... Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Um, took her away. Uh, last thing I remember, Dragon showed up. Vintner shot me three times. Um, I woke up. This is Lilith. She is my farrier? Farrier. Yeah. Farrier. What? I'm sorry. Say that again. I'm a farrier. You're, fair, you're a fairy. No. Farrier. Like, you're a like farrier. You're, you're, you're farrier. very fairy. Like you're fairy. You're, you're, like you're a more er than a normal fairy. <laughs> yes. Like like a boat. Oh, okay. Understood. Understood. Um, I um, I take souls. I take souls from uh, the mortal plane through the in-between. To is that what it's called? Is that, I, that's actually an interesting answer I've never been able to assess. Well, yes. Um... It is. We call it the in between. Um, um, there's the, right. the in between. I'm just gonna write that down. And he pulls out a journal <laughs> and he writes down the in between is what it's called. <laughs> and he just and, says. Uh, and then uh, you 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 are ferried from one side of the in between to the other side. And then after you get to the other side, I don't know what he, happens. You can obviously tell, like as you're giving him this explanation and he's making these jokes, like the tears aren't stopping from his face. It's very obvious that this is like a coping mechanism for him to try and like distance himself from whatever is happening here, right? He does this and as he puts it away, he you can see that his like shoulders start rolling and he kind of like has this uncomfortable stature like he has to go back and sit in that emotion again. Um, he does so, um, but then he says, well, um, why, why are y'all here? Who are you? And he points over at Bondog. Uh, so after we um, escaped is the wrong word, left um, the in-between, um, we ended up on top of the Tower of Destiny where we met our friend Bendok here. Um, and we helped him fight a dragon. Uh, honestly, he had already kind of done most of the work. We just put the finishing glances on it. And then um, uh. met some smoky dude teleported us here and I immediately found you. And that's the story in a nutshell. Lilith is going to sit on the bed next to Caius. She's going to take one of his hands in her hands and she's going to say, I will tell you we are here because this boy here, whether he be a fool or no, and I think the answer is yes. It's almost assuredly yes, yeah. Had something to come back to. He was not ready. He was not ready. He kind of, he looks you in the eyes and as he does so, there's like, it's obvious he finds comfort in, in, maybe it's, maybe it's the jokes, maybe it's, it's the sincerity, but as he looks at you, this soft, this man who's obviously been through a lot and is very, um, is uh, very hardened. I mean, he has the he has the entirety of the guard to look after, and 
um, and he does so. But in this moment where you felt this pain, this rage, these, these emotions that he has to sit in in this moment that he's obviously trying to find a way out of, you see him look into your eyes like uh, so many others have. And as you hold his hand, it's odd. The, the size difference between you and the people that you ferry, oftentimes something you found in being small is it allows them to not feel threatened, right? Because they don't feel as if you're towering over them, controlling them, making them do exactly what you want. But almost all the time that you do that, you find a way to turn that stature, that size into comfort, right? Those moments of vulnerability in not feeling threatened almost always allows you to find connection in in that space of, of, of sorrow, of confusion for these people as they die, right? And in this moment, this man is obviously very alive. He's full of, of drive. He's full of emotion. He's full of, of all of these things. But as he looks down into your eyes, you can see that there is a moment of recognition of almost like a weight going away. You've seen it before, but it's only been for people who are ready to go. As you see this in his eyes, I think it's the first time you've ever used this same strategy and it's made someone not ready to go, but ready to go on. And he looks down at you and he looks up at Val and he You see this like this breath that he takes, this mighty breath. He just breathes in and you see him sit tall and he looks down at you, Lilith, and he just says, I do not know who you are, but I am happy you ran into my boy. I hope I will be glad too, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you never really know, do you? Well, not with this one. You don't. <laughs> he, he, he. Honestly, at this moment, he says, "Thank you." Um, I haven't had a lot to move, move on to recently, so I. Val doesn't have a lot of connections here anymore, and uh, even small, it's nice to. I don't know. It's hard when people are gone. And he looks up towards you, Val, and he kind of extends his hand out towards you. Um, and he obviously is looking like he's trying to grasp at your hand. Um, you hand it to I, him. Yeah, I, take, I give my hand. Uh, he holds onto it, and he just says, when people are gone, it's hard to know any of the answers to any of the questions you have. And sometimes... <laughs> and he, like motions down to the backpack he lets go of both your hands he says he opens it up and you see in there uh, a camping kit um and he just looks down he says i keep asking all these questions to this grave and not even sitting there all hours of the day answer my questions i i don't know if i'll ever get the right closure but at least this is like some understanding of what's going on. And he 
very obviously is like through all of these tears finding sentences to smile on and and he does did you see my carving out of curiosity <laughs> Val when I saw that you did see it yeah I I I he points down to the back I sat at your grave every day for the last two months I camped at your grave I have not slept in my own bed I stayed there waiting for you to put something else there uh yeah I kind of got pulled away from that too quickly um you break every single rule in this damn book do you know I I don't I don't know do you have the book I want to no, read it I don't uh you I, left the book back home I left yeah it back home. <laughs> um so that's my story now I need to ask you several things yeah, whatever you need whatever you need her and shadow where are they they entered the church and I never saw them again. I've been trying to get information from the Vero, but they won't tell me. Oh, they'll tell me. Um, and where is Nefreya? She's been she's been kicking around in, in the city a lot more. Got a lot more weight to swing, if you know <laughs> what I mean. And uh, she is, um, she's been throwing it. Well, hitting the ground is going to hurt a lot more then. Well... As a as the head of the guard, I cannot condone right, nor can I nor can I um, discredit what you're saying. But I am not going to make any comment, or I'm going also to pretend like I did not hear what you just said. Well, I'm just saying that accidents happen every day. Accidents do happen, and I hope they. Well, I, mm, I'm going to stop there. Um, <laughs> Arno and Greya. Arno and Greya. Um, Greya's good. She good, still good. lives in the Tiefling Quarter. Um, or in the Veroglass Quarter, I believe it's called now. Yeah, sorry. That is was that a recent where, change. Is that where he is, the, the dragon? Or she is. Yeah. She. Her name is Veroglassiant. Yeah, they said that was the last thing I heard before I... Yeah. She, and he kind of like moves over to your balcony, and he points north out of the balcony, and he just says, you see the, that mountain range up there? That's where she roosts. She comes back here whenever she's needed for council meetings, for talking to the Vero. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure about Arno. Well, he was a Vero member, so he could still be with them. I don't know if Arno would have sat around for this, but he's also not been able... I mean, I can't... I saw him once or twice, but he didn't... I, I haven't had the strength to talk to many people. Um, Gildengard. Arsenio is currently in the uh, lower dungeons of the guards um, in the central prison. He is, uh, if anybody could be in something called maximum security, that would be where he is. Celine, uh, Celine gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. Good. Oh, that's great. Um, Ever since Arsenio left, um, one of those small things, uh, she's got a little bit more light in her eyes. Um, does everyone know I'm dead? Oh, you are, yeah, you're very dead. Good. To everyone. Good. Except, I don't, no, I don't know if you're, you're not, well, you are, I see you, right? Well, I, you're not yeah. a dream. No, no, sure. no, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> Do I, I'm pretty sure a little dance. Yeah, like, that you're all here for real. We are. 
I do want to make sure you understand, sir. I don't know how long this will last. I, it, I you know what, whatever time I got is long enough. Time I will cherish. Um, so how are the Vero treating the city? I mean, they're mostly just they're trying to uh, um, get a standing army ready. And to take oh, it over? No, I, that's not what they're saying. They're saying they want it to protect it. They say a lot. I of mean, things. yeah, they say a lot of shit, which is really annoying, right? So I mean, like they could they could be making the army to take it over. They could be doing you know whatever. They could be going to try kill. I mean, I know Vero Glacian is trying to go get a bunch of other dragons killed or something like that. So I've heard that around, but I don't. I'm not sure. Hmm. So our first target is Nefreya. She was there when I died. She'll know where Vintner is. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I, I don't know where Orion is. He he entered that church and and he never left. I saw, I saw him. What? He pulled me out of the in between. It's kind of how we met. Um, it was like he was all blue. What? It was weird. And then you turned into him briefly for a moment, but I don't think that was... Wait, you what? I'm, I'm confused. Say that again. Wait, you turn You turn in... You are. Wait, are you Orion? Who are you? My name is Lilith, sir. Well, I, I, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know that, but I mean like what, what, where, when, who, why? Oh, it's complicated. Um, okay. All right. You know what? Never mind. If it's that, if it's if it's enough to no, no, give no, no, you no. like an anxiety attack for me asking, then I will step back. Let me show you. Okay. It's easier to show you. Okay. So Lilith is gonna look into Caius's eyes. Caius's yeah. eyes oh, into shit. his brain. Yep. And do the thing that she does. Yeah. And she's going to turn into. Who would that be for Caius? <laughs> who who does he need to see other than that guy over there? Uh, you transform yep. into this uh, small uh, human girl. Uh, she's roughly maybe four foot tall, and she has blonde curly hair that just kind of tumbles down her shoulders. Um, and she has this very pale skin, but this like line of freckles that goes over the top of her nose. And you just see his eyes just go wide, and he just says, turn, turn, go back now. Do the rest of us see it? Yeah, you see this small girl, um, maybe roughly the age of like 11 to 12, right? Um, and he just looks at this, like obviously shocked and horrified, and he just says, go back now. Um, She's going to briefly change into her changeling form. You turn into this, like, at this moment, you turn into like a five foot eight uh, uh, Shadarkai, and mm -hmm. you have this pale white skin elven ears, this bald shaved head, and you just look down this like very, very um, like this gorgeous Shadarkai, um, and it's like almost this ceremonial set of robes that you have when, because you, it's very similar to Naomi's robes, right? Mm -hmm. um, as those are like one of the most common Shadarkai robes you've seen, um, and he just looks up and he's like, I'm so confused, but I I... I see you. Uh, please don't do that again. She'll transform back into Lilith. Who is the small halfling <laughs> uh, that has the, the brown the brown hair, yes? Wild curly black yeah. hair. Or black yes. hair, yes. And to be honest, I don't know a lot about our friend here. What just happened? 
I am. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you, friend. I I, I am very confused, and I, also, um, wow, big, weird stuff that just happened in front of my own two elven eyeballs. Yeah, she turned into Orion for me like that, but I see. Def clearly wasn't Orion, just weird. by like yeah mannerisms. Yeah, to Orion be fair, in her defense, she was surprised I yeah. wasn't where I was supposed to be. Orion's a funky character, so I understand trying <laughs> to step into those shoes is not really a great nor easy time. Basically, how it works is I'm given the gift by Demia to look into someone's soul. <laughs> Hold on. And know who they need to see in their last moments. Who is it that they need to speak to, to unburden themselves, to finish what they have not done? So Demia's real. She is my mother. Val's eyes go wide. So, did I actually talk to my mother then? Was that... She's a priestess. She's like a high Naomi priestess of Demia. I don't know, because she showed me the, the grave too, but I managed to etch into that. And I'm so confused. Y'all are speaking very confusing language right now. Because <laughs> if, if... I'm so sorry, sir. If is real, that changes a lot of... Um, oh, Demia is real, my friend. It is why I was not too happy to see the Shade Man on the top of the mountain. Oh, the one who you called Death? That Demia is should not be dead. Death. And Val just sits down on the bed. <laughs> yeah, Deflated. I, I, I can't sit any deeper into the bed. I, I, I am as sat as I can be. I can't sit down any harder than I actually already am sat. Um, and uh, what about you? Any, any Demia... Business, you <laughs> seem to know we were dead before we told you. As you stare over towards Bandana. You Bandana. did. I would like to know what you saw, sir. Hmm. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I don't know what um that means. Is that... I am surrounded by ghosts. Same. I'm not... I guess I am a ghost. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Val <laughs> <Now laughs> raises his hands and <laughs> shakes them above his head. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad we met you when we did. I don't think it would have gone as well if you hadn't been there. Um, and we have a common enemy in Vintner. So, wait, you, you hate Ventner too? Yes. Well, that makes, it starts counting on his hands. Yeah, I don't got enough fingers for that. Um, that makes a lot of us. Um, do you know more people? I mean, just, you know. Yeah. Huh. Who is this Ventner? He's the man who killed me. Oh. He shot your face. He did. I, uh, fun fact. And Vintner was also the one who, um, the shade told you. Right. Killed, you know, fun all of the fact. people. He said the name, but I did not know who yeah. Vintner was. I really liked my face, so I'm kind of upset. Yeah, he was pretty obsessed with that face. Um. Oh, he's gonna die. And the Vero is going to burn. Um. He, he looks up at you and he just says, take your victories where you can, Vale. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I will take them everywhere. No, I'm okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm just, I'll take my victory of uh, knowing you're alive and not try and drop any other wisdom on top of it now. Um, well, Nefreya will know we're been there. Nefreya. Yeah, she's the uh, liaison for uh, the, uh, the the dragon that currently... More dragons! Yeah, the, More dragons? Okay, so uh, long story short, a dragon took over a portion, a quarter of this town. That's what the Vero is. Vero right. Glacian is the dragon that then used her entire horde to buy up a portion of this town, right? Oh, there. So, Don't Yeah, so now um, it seems as though uh, Nefreya is the, is the, you know intermediary between, you know, that dragon and everybody else in the city. There are many more dragons in the mortal plane than I expected there to be. I'll tell you what, in the last two months, there have been a lot more than any of us expected. Um, do you know when the Freya is? I mean, she works at the church in her usual spot most days, so... Uh, I would say if you found her between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., she'd probably be at that front desk in front of the church, or at the front of the church. Perfect. But I would also say that getting into the uh, Veroglass Quarter is now much more difficult. If you don't have business there, you cannot just walk in. You can't do that anymore, so you have to get actual papers to go in there or have a reason. Does Greya still (laughs) live there in the old house, in our house? She does, yeah. Well, it's nice that they didn't kick her out. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that whole situation is. I think that um, Nefreya had a little bit of a soft spot for Arno and uh, allowed him to convince. Well, I do know. As I recall from that house, there was like a weird sewer system. Well, yeah, there was a drainage system underneath it, so. That could maybe get us in. Possible. I remember Shadow looking at it occasionally, trying to make sure nobody could, tactically, that no one could come through. I don't have you heard it? Do you know? Has a robot and a girl, um, an elven girl, uh, who is um, good with time magic, come by, by you? What? An Avian? She was an Avian. That was one of the last things I figured out before I died. Yeah. I don't know what that, what does that mean? She is a freak of nature, is what that means. I think she's, I'm not allowed to touch them, is what that means. She's pretty nice. I'm, so, wait, you haven't seen any? No. You're not allowed to touch them like they can't die? We're supposed to leave them alone. What? We're not allowed to cross over Evians until they settle into their... I wish I had paid more attention to Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't see um, Orion either. I mean, you know what he looks like because you turned into him, but you didn't see him or he ferry him. He was not him. one of mine. Okay, so he could still be and out neither there. neither was a giant robot. So... So they I would not have seen an Evian. They must still be out there. Uh roll me a history check. Yep. Lilith. Ooh. Mm. 17. Ooh, very nice. Um yeah. Uh There are these times when people will die and then they will like come back to life that they will like sit up in their graves, right? Mm. And you will see them and then they will just go, what is this? And then they will just disappear. 
and oh. because they will be revived or something like that. Like someone casting a revivify spell, that's right. very similar to right. how that would work. Like if they were resuscitated, right? right. Or CPR or anything like that. Right. Um, you remember now that it's like clicking into place, that form that you took, you remember like as you took that form, it felt off. Like you can tell when a form that you take has been killed or, or is dead mm-hmm. or is not dead. That Only one, mostly that dead. one, that one felt like you got into it, and it had just stopped being dead. Oh, you mean the elf man that I transformed into for you? Mm-hmm. You know he did feel a little funny, but I do not think he is dead. That's a good sign. I don't know where he is. It's a very good sign. And the Freya would know. I would say, uh, he has not come out of the church. I have not heard any information. So if they still have him, he's still in there. First order of business, sneak into the Varro corridor, going through the sewer system to get to Greya. I may, I may be able to leave a hatch open. Use Greya to find Arno. Use Arno, who is technically probably still Varro, to get into the church or into Nefreya's residence. What about our orc friend here? This is not his fight. But the Vintner is, and this is the road to Vintner. That sounds good. Okay. Um, If you do not want to come, you do not have to come. I have nothing else to do. Okay. Caius kind of like looks up at you, Bundog, with this kind of like <laughs> oddly understanding expression um as you say i have nothing else to do um i think everybody in the room sees these two eyes sets connect like lightning between the two of them and all of you watch these two very much i have nothing else to do kind of feelings collide with each other as they scrape by in different directions where Caius is regaining purpose and Bandag is not fucking sure. Um, Val hugs Caius. Says, he holds you for far too long. And says, for what it's worth, I'm glad I got to see you again. He says, I don't think. <laughs> no one's ever going to believe me, but I am. He, he, he pulls back from you and he says, you earned all of it. I know you doubt yourself with it when it comes to luck, but you, you earned it. You earned your place here. Everything that you got from me, all the emotion you've layered into all of this, all the power, all the skill, you earned that. You've earned this fight. Val smiles. Freya didn't. And I hate cheaters. And Val gets up. And yeah. That's ready. Well, I, I... I think I'm gonna go sleep in my own bed. Um, could you... Could you bring me some clothes that don't have bullet holes in them? Yeah. Um, something... I mean, I like the purple. I like the white. Maybe something a little darker. Sneakier. You know what? Um... When are you planning to do all this? As soon as humanly possible. How about how about we say you give me a day and I'll I'll get these to you. 
I, I'll come back here. You rest for a day, and I will bring what you need here, and you can go tomorrow night. Okay. You give me a list. All right. Um, and and maybe yeah. this is your first time in the world, right? Yes. You might be having a little fun with that. I look at him and I go, Monster With's still open, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Monster With's still in. What is that? You'll see. Um, and maybe we'll run into Arno there, too. You know he frequents. That's true, actually. Yeah. You will come, Bang Dog. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> maybe we can change that. And with that, he stands up and he says, I'll get to work. So will we. Good to see you again. You too. Um, I kind of give him a, I guess, a hug, a uh, handshake. Yeah, another, an yeah, awkward one. He, he will give you another hug. Yeah. As you like pull into a handshake, he like, oh, and, and he just like pulls your arm around and gives you one more hug. Uh, and he just uh, holds you there one more time. And he turns afterwards and he exits. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, he takes the, he, he leaves the backpack with all of the stuff. All the camping yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, he just, he leaves it and uh, he doesn't really care about it. So. As, as I close the door, the last thing he hears coming down the hall is, I wonder how much I can drink in this form. And then the door closes. <laughs> LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com.